0: Welcome to The cast by Sundaram Mutual. We have with us today, Dvijendra Srivastava, Chief Investment Officer, Fixed Income at Sundaram Mutual. DJ here is going to share the debt market outlook for May with us. Over to you, DJ. Hi everybody! Welcome to the Sundaram Debt Outlook Community. In the ma- past one month, what we have seen is that the markets have been in the same range. The only difference in the market has been about the challenges with the RBI has faced with the market in terms of its deployment of option calendar, and that has been pretty onerous on onto RBI convincing the market that this kind of borrowing can be done in a non-disruptive manner. This is something which is challenging our way And for that matter, our way announced the GSAP program. And that GSAP program has worked kind of in the benefit of the market yields, the government borrowing program. We have seen the yields have started softening and particularly with RBI's commitment to keep the yields in a range. And what we have seen is that the yields right away from about 617 on the 10-year benchmark have come down to right now at about 598 levels. Uh, definitely, pressures are building up in advanced economy. But right now in India, the economic scenario is entirely different. With the second wave of COVID ravaging the economy, it is clearly that the economy has gotten to the lower gear. It is not as bad as what it was in March 20, but definitely it has gotten into a lower gear. The mobility indicators, etc. are indicating a fall from March uh, 21 month. We can clearly see the the increase in the disruption is close to about 20-25% on the mobility part, etc. So what we expect out from here is, as we have also can take a leaf out of uh, the last uh, the other economies which have faced the second wave, is that it takes roughly about 100 odd days before it settles down. We have just started it in in the month of. March, But the important difference from other economies is India is a big country with uh, the states being like other countries. So it can be an uneven progression of the virus in India and it could be a little longer than what we have seen in other economies. So having said that, I think uh, people are adjusted to, to the virus and they're attuned to it. They know what kind of behavior to follow in a lockdown and complete economic lockout is not there. And the government's intention is also not to hurt the most vulnerable section of the population. I think that is something there. But having said that, what we have seen in this wave, it is much more infectious. It is close to right now, things are still developing. We have seen it is from the last peak. This is almost more than four times of the last peak. And clearly what we can see is that in, in people are getting impacted by it because even at a lower mortality, an absolute number of people getting impacted by it is much higher. So having said that, I think in that backdrop, RBI is not likely to touch the interest rates in the near future. In fact, the timeline to raise the interest rates or temper the interest rates right now from uh, what the market was expecting was that a reverse repo will be first uh, touched and it will be normalized. The corridor, liquidity adjustment facility corridor will be normalized to the earlier levels. That I think is some time away now. The huge amount of liquidity which is there on an average from the last RBI statement, they had given us liquidity surplus of about close to about 4.73 trillion, which is now on a durable basis about seven to eight lakh odd crores. This kind of liquidity is keeping uh, the lid onto the rates on the shorter end of the curve. And we are clearly seeing that the reverse repo bound has been broken multiple times. And we are seeing the money market three month rates are trading below your reverse repo rate or close to reverse repo rate, depending on the credit uh, uh, name. Having said that, I think the potential of whenever the, and and we believe that uh, slowly as the vaccination picks up, inoculations happen, and we see it's 40 to 50% of the population getting vaccinated, and it's sometime away, definitely about six odd months away. But as we see that happening, and slowly the unlock in the economy is likely to happen, which is going to push up the excess liquidity from the system. And slowly the rates will rise. But And the potential of the rates to rise on the shorter end of the curve is much higher than the potential of longer-end rates to rise. And this is clearly because what we have seen, the fall in the interest rates on the longer end because of the supply hasn't happened to that extent. Similarly, your uh, shorter-end rates have fallen dramatically and the number of borrowers at the shorter end are not enough so the money is has, has been deployed at suboptimal levels. and i think this is likely to continue for some more time this is our view that money market is likely to remain benign but that is going to impact the investor because you are going to earn a negative real interest rate out of the shorter end of the curve to mitigate this i think the investor is likely to go up the curve particularly when you see the inflation at a level of about five and a half percent and likely to subside in this current month because of the base impact but with the global inflation running in double digit in terms of not absolute inflation but if you look at the food inflation which is a small part of the basket it is in running in double digit the bloomberg Commodities index over a year is up by about 65 70 percent and for a month it is up by 13 14 percent largely driven by metals and food food prices so the point is it's a widespread phenomena on the prices and it's not limited to a certain thing this is a supply shock which the global economy is witnessing and, and and probably this is likely to continue because what we have also seen is the household savings in the u.s and developed economies have increased multifold as the economies normalize faster in the developed economies, we see more spending coming in and that spending is going to lift the prices this is what we believe and we believe that the central banks are just towing uh, the line with the political masters are talking about and this is going to be much bigger prices or much more durable than what they are thinking about. So we believe that is negative for India because what earlier we were importing deflation from the advanced economies. Now we'll be importing inflation from the advanced economies. which will be incrementally adding to the inflation numbers. And it will be a little challenging for a country like India to address that. Although in India, the food inflation has been on the higher clip. And that has been the major culprit in the past, particularly the protein inflation, vegetable prices, fruit prices, etc. And this is a supply side issue. And with the monsoon being predicted to be normal, I think food inflation is likely to be benign, barring the spatial distribution of monsoon and any other significant disruption in terms of uh, climatic events or something. Having said that, I think what an investor has to do in such an environment where he's earning negative real rate up to the two-year two-year segment of the curve, even taking a AAA credit into account. So credit credit is built in. But that credit spreads have declined primarily because of the front-end liquidity into the market. If you just look at the curve, what we see is that the the one-year segment, if you just target that, at least I should get protected by one-year return. So the margin of safety, What and how we define the margin of safety is simply the spread between your one-year. So just look at the government segment curve. The government securities curve is one-year is trading at about 390, 380, and five-year is trading about 555, and your 10-year is trading at about 598. So when we look at it and I say where should I get invested right now and what is my margin of safety and at least my one year return should be protected. So when I say that my margin of safety available on the five year is about 40 basis point. So even if 40 basis point yield rises on my five year segment, I am protected to one year return. My three ninety is will be delivered, which is much higher than three thirty five, which is the reverse repo rate. So, from similarly, that margin of safety on my ten year segment is is close to about uh, thirty basis point, twenty nine point five eight basis point. So clearly, what I can see in the curve is that my margin of safety is higher on a five year segment than on a ten year segment in a government securities curve. Similarly, on a AAA corporate bond curve, my margin of safety is close to about 45 basis point in a five year curve while it is 41 basis point in a 10 year curve. So clearly what it means is that if I have to invest in a 10 year segment, I am better of investing in a AAA corporate curve than a DSEC 10 year. And I think that is quite intuitive also because government is targeting 10 year segments. And because the government is targeting the 10-year segment uh, what is happening is that it is priced richly on the curve and clearly that is something which we should bear in mind when we are putting our money and our suggestion to the investor is that you should either be in roll down strategies because inherently we have, what we are seeing is and also this is evident in the minutes uh, from rba members that we are at the low point in terms of uh, we are almost at the bottom of the rate cut cycle and the chances of rate cuts going forward are very limited and from here on uh, the chances of rate rise will be there and if we have to protect ourselves in terms of the negative real return i think the mid segment of the curve looks pretty decent and from that perspective i think investment in 3 year to 5 year segment is what the the investor can attempt to in light of the fact that it is on a risk adjusted basis, much better. As I told you the margin of safety availability is higher even compared from a reverse repo, which is the operative rate rate. So I think this is our view. And I think the fund, the other thing which we are talking about is that we are suggesting our investors put their money in actively managed lower duration fund. Why we are saying lower duration fund? See, the impact cost at any point in time in a longer end fund is much higher because suddenly the liquidity dries out in the longer tenor securities and the duration is very high. So volatility increases. At that point in time if any new incoming information is negative to the bond and it is easier to exit out of your positions up to a five-year segment of the curve because liquidity is pretty decent up to a five-year segment and high quality board, both on the government security as well on a triple-a corporate bond psu kind of names so i think that is where the investor should target at this point in time because Eventually, as the pace picks up and the GDP comes in higher trajectory, the negative output gap is likely to close over a period of time. It will not happen immediately. But as it happens, I think the inflationary pressures will also build up. And it should not make sense to put your money in absolute low yielding products, particularly at the longer duration, considering the fact that if your GDP growth picks up, the likelihood of inflation coming up and the rates rising will be very high at that point in time, the RBA can adopt a different strategy altogether because Uh, debt-to-GDP ratio is likely to come down. Right now, RBI is constrained because they're not sure about the government revenue flow and they're not sure that debt-to-GDP ratio is likely to remain low. So the the, And and, and another point is that even a 30, 40, 50 basis point rise on the overall government borrowing is like 4,000, 5,000 odd crores. At 4,000, 5,000 odd crores, it's just the budget of a small ministry which they can't afford in this constrained environment. So clearly what we are saying right now is that remain in up to mid duration depending on your risk type and if you are completely you are okay with negative real rate but you are conservative you can stay up to a one year curve and you can invest in low duration ultra short and liquid uh, category depending on what kind of risk appetite you have. Despite the fact that our view is that the short-term rates will rise faster but because of the duration being lower, the absolute loss will be lower and it will be recoverable over a period of time because the, the rise in yields will mean more accrual and that accrual income coming back to you basically means your overall return will improve a period of time so i think that should be a, a conscious choice depending on the kind of risk appetite you have and if you have period risk appetite where you can take risk you have more of tactical call on your side you can really look to put your money even in the longer end uh, in inc- on an incremental basis so i think that's what the message is from our desk and thank you for listening on uh, on to this monthly debt Wise wisecast is a podcast initiative by sundaram Neutral. We hope you like listening to us as much as we love presenting it to you. Stay tuned to The Wisecast to learn more about the world of mutual funds and investing. Mutual fund investments are subject to market risks. Read all scheme-related documents carefully.